0: Good morning, I'm Doug Doving on 2WX 2XFM 98.3. Welcome to Subject ACT on Monday the 7th of March. Today we talk about the Frontier Wars, the Australian history that is not talked about in our schools and not included in the Australian War Memorial. We also discuss the upcoming Frontier Wars National Summit on the 18th to 20th of March. Coming up later in our program, proof that one person can make a difference – We talk about the campaign where over 50 Canberra cafes joined to end violence against women. Our first story for today is about the Frontier Wars. Eminent Australian historian Professor Henry Reynolds estimates that up to 3,000 Europeans and over 20,000 Indigenous Australians were killed directly in the Frontier Wars and many more Aborigines died indirectly from the introduction of European diseases and starvation as a result of them being forced from their tribal lands. To talk about the Frontier Wars and the upcoming National Summit in Canberra, we have in our studio today First Nations Political Party founder, schoolteacher and Aboriginal activist, Maury Jarpet ryan He is from the Gurindji Nation, Wave Hill Station, 800 kilometers southwest of Darwin. We also have with us custodian of the Tent Embassy Canberra, PhD student and organiser of the upcoming Frontier Wars Conference and son of a Ngunnawal woman, Pat Locke and presenter of Sovereign Voices, Dylan Wood. Welcome to Subject ACT, Morrie.
1: Yeah, good afternoon, Canberra, and good afternoon to everybody who's listening.
0: Uncle Pat, welcome.
2: Welcome. Thank you. Thanks Thanks for having me here today.
0: And thank you for coming to our show, Dylan.
2: Thank you very much, Doug. Thanks for having us uh, representatives from the Aboriginal Ten Embassy on your show today.
0: Uncle Pat, what are the frontier wars?
2: The frontier Uncle wars, Pat- um,
3: they've never officially been identified as a war by the government. They've totally denied it. Uh, both in the colonial days and both in uh, after Federation. They Mm. united the Frontier Wars took
0: place. What is the time frame that we are talking about?
3: Well, since just after colonisation, it started from colonisation and carried right on through until 1901, just before Federation. Mm -hmm. After Federation, they continued up until the 1930s. There were still massacres carrying in place, going on.
0: There are many people in Australia that have never heard about the Frontier Wars it was a battle between the colonial british settlers and the indigenous australians
3: yes but then but then what happened to us is that that property owners decided to take it upon themselves to continue the massacres hmm. so instead of it being a military engagement it became a guerrilla warfare
0: so there was also death, landowners that death were
3: landowners taking parts in it and it was greatly recorded in west australia and northern territory and and western uh, queensland where property owners were actually doing this sort of this sort of uh, these sort of atrocities
0: so these battles weren't just located in no. say botany no. bay no so
3: no they were they were right across the country
0: Professor Henry Reynolds estimates that 20,000 Indigenous Australians were killed in the frontier wars, but you firmly believe that there were more?
3: Yeah, well when you talk about 20,000, the last records that came out, 65,000 people were killed in Queensland alone.
0: According to the Australian War Memorial, there were more than 60,000 Australians killed in World War I, 27,000 casualties in World War II, and in the Vietnam War there were over 500 Australians that died in battle. So comparatively, We're talking about large numbers of Indigenous people that died in the Frontier Wars. So you believe at that time there was like an intent to wipe out the Indigenous race at that time? There are early reports of Indigenous people being friendly and engaging with British settlers. Right along
3: the south coast, and it's a known fact, that people used to jump ship and they would get ashore. Convicts, sailors, they would want to get away from all the atrocities taken aboard. And they were taken in by the Aboriginal people. Aboriginal people would turn around and take this and befriend these people. Two birds that turned around, two convicts that escaped, and they're very noted t- t- in history. They were taken in by one of the groups down around the Shellhaven region. They stayed there for some period of years, and then when they did decide to come back to their own society, they were sent to England as ambassadors for Aboriginal people, as, because they could speak the language they said. Aboriginal people were never warlike people. We're never liked in that sense. But if they see somebody coming ashore, they would go and help. You mm-hmm.
0: know what I mean? At the same time, most cultures would protect their families and their land. Do you believe that that was the Indigenous t- intent at the time?
3: You're exactly right, we were.
0: So they were fighting to protect their families and the yep. land. land. Yep. And as a consequence, a lot of their culture were decimated. Why haven't these stories been told? History in this country is written by
1: white people, yep. right? And uh, as Voltaire said... Only the victors celebrate victory. Same as Napoleon. The assertion is that the
0: the victors write the history. If we look at New Zealand, the Maori land wars lasted for 27 years with over 2,000 Maori deaths. And that is now formally recognised. However, the frontier wars in Australia apparently lasted 140 years with more than 20,000 Aboriginal deaths and is still not recognised formally in Australia.
1: But the assertion that this land belonged to the Queen of England, at the, sorry, at the time the King of England, was stated under the High Court ruling where the High Court judges said that the invalidity of terra nullius, land belonging to no one, was an illegal fiction, but they'd done nothing about it. The history of, of this here, of, of the frontiers, the frontiers can go back to me when the time that um, the arrival of the First Fleet there were 11 ships with 1,300-plus convicts. But the, the massacres started there with a, a governor, Governor Arthur Phillip. He sanctioned what you call nigger hunts, killing of men, women and children. And this sort of thing, is, to me, is equal to what Hitler
0: did. And, in, and indigenous people are asking for their history to be heard and understood.
3: Yeah, well, what what the whole old protest is about about the frontier wars? Mm. Okay, it's the first step to what they call reconciliation. It's not just the government that is not denying it; it's the war memorial that won't accept it too.
0: Why does the war memorial not recognise? The they are saying wars? it's
3: it it was a colonial war and not a war among people. They're saying it was something to do just with the colonial things. Well, I'm sorry, I said in 1930, it was taking place.
0: What would you say are some of the issues around the Frontier Wars?
3: If we can consolidate and get a overall consensus and get acceptance that the Frontier Wars took place, we are then on the track of reconciliation. We're then on the track of where we can address the main issues.
0: Uncle Pat, can you talk about the Frontier War Conference or National Summit that you are planning?
3: Yeah, well, what it is is that it's led me to turn around and put a, a conference together. I've called it, i put it on the internet, and it's to discuss the frontier wars and discuss the issues. But the real agenda there is to discuss the future of Aboriginal people and how do we re-establish recognition, how do we re-establish a unity that is not here in the government and political arena. But where it's on the street...
0: It is there. Uncle Pat, are you talking about a unity amongst the Indigenous people or mm. a, a unity of all cultures within Of Australia? all cultures. Uncle Pat, what do you suggest we need? Do we need a forum to talk?
3: Well, what we do need is, oh, look, of course, we need to create the forums, but what we need to do first is we need to construct the conversation. The conversation needs to be constructed correctly, needs to be discussed and, and correctly formulated with the Aboriginal community as how they would want the discussions to take. So no one person, no one clan can turn around and diplomat or or dictate the terms of references here because it belongs to the whole of the country. And then we bring in our white brothers and sisters that support us. We bring them in, irrespective of what nation they come from. They come in and they sit down at the talk. I mean, I've had nothing but positive talk come back. 408 comments that have come back from this petition has really blown it out of the the water and very positive stuff. And I know that there's... That's only 408 that I've got. That was only in the first two days. Okay, I've still got to get on and get the rest of them yet. So, I mean, when you consider this sort of conversation, I've started something that we all want to know, something that belongs to us. And if we can do this, we can say that Australia will go forward as a proud nation.
0: As one nation, we are seeking harmony and unity for reconciliation. As an Indigenous community, do you have an organisation that is working together to get a unified voice? I'm
3: sincerely hoping that we have formed a delegation, a delegation of nations that will sit down and talk treaty in the true word, treaty. Because we cannot afford to be included into the Constitution, because if we are included into the Constitution, we forfeit all our rights.
0: Uncle Pat, could you please tell us uh, more about the event you're organising?
3: Yes, okay. The event I've organised is it, it's to come together, let's say simply, I'm a simple man, let's say we're coming together to have a cup of tea and a garden about the frontier wars. How can we improve the situation of Aboriginal communities? How can we improve the relationship between non-Aboriginals and Aboriginal people? How can non-Aboriginal people turn around and get a copy of the history that took place in this land? I mean, when you get young school kids coming down there and you tell them about the frontier wars, they're shocked. You know, did that really happen? So so the idea of the conference is is to, let's wipe the slate and write it all down cleanly so that let's get rid of all the other atrocities and put it on the true, the true platform. This happened, that happened, this happened, and so forth. Let's... I mean, it's not a lovely history. It's not a lovely history. It's very gruesome, but it is Australian history. It is a, it is black history.
0: And what date is the conference?
3: I'll pass you back to
2: Dylan now. Dylan is organising our media person. Thanks, Dylan. Now, at the 10 Embassy, we did put a petition online, uh, which is a call for acknowledgement from the Australian government and the Australian War Memorial to acknowledge the fact that the massacres occurred on the frontiers between the first landing of, of the First Fleet in 1788, and they happened all the way through to 1930. And there's no official acknowledgement of that at all. So what our petition is calling for is official acknowledgement of the massacres. The fact that they even occurred needs to be acknowledged. Officially, Number two, there needs to be a proper investigation and inquiry into the exact detail and nature of the massacres. What actually happened? Where did it happen? How many people were killed? What went on? And number three, we'd like a proper memorial and National Day of Remembrance to the massacres to be given to honour the ancestors that were killed. And what we are doing is calling a national conference from March the 18th to March the 20th of of this year to decide exactly how to go forward on gaining this acknowledgement and recognition. And that's a call out for all people who aren't necessarily original Australians who want to come down and support. So that's March 18th to 20th at the St. Embassy. So the website for our crowdfunding page, including our bank details, if you want to put them straight in, is www.gofundme.com slash Frontier Massacres. And if you do choose to donate to our funding to support the Frontier War Massacre uh, National Summit, that'll all be tax-deductible funding because it's coming through the Karwoola Elders Council. So check out the petition at change.org and check out the new Aboriginal Ten Embassy Facebook page at facebook.com slash Sovereign Embassy and you'll get the full updates online.
0: Now, we do have to wrap up the interview today. Is there anything else that you'd like to say before we go?
3: First off, I'd like to thank you for your time. I'd like to thank the listeners for taking the time to listen, and I hope I can get to see a lot of these people and meet them. If you turn up at the embassy, please make yourself known to me so I can shake your hands for coming down. Thank you.
1: Totally endorse what Pat's talking about, but what I would like to see is Australia's history Rewritten by both people instead of a non-indigenous white Australia's history. Because Australia's black history, that's it. Thank you, Maury. And Dylan,
0: anything else you'd like to say?
2: Yeah, listen to our Sovereign Voices show on the radio every Wednesday and check out our new Facebook page, our Sovereign Embassy. We now listen to the music of Goanna,
0: Solid Rock, and former Prime Minister Paul Keating's Redfern Park speech in December 1992. The starting
4: point might be to recognise that the problem starts with us, the non-Aboriginal Australians. It begins, I think, with an act of recognition. Recognition that it was we who did the dispossessing. We took the traditional lands and smashed the traditional way of life. We brought the diseases and the alcohol. We committed the murders. We took the children from their mothers. We practiced discrimination and exclusion. It was our ignorance and our prejudice. We failed to make the most basic human response and enter into their hearts and minds. We failed to ask, how would I feel if this was done to me?